News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Hamas leader Ishmael Hamaya has said earlier on this morning that Hamas is close to a truce agreement with Israel, adding that the group has delivered its response on negotiations to the Qatari mediators. And for more on this, I'm joined now by Elon Levy, Israeli government spokesperson. Good morning to Elon. Um, Would you agree with that assessment? Are are we close to seeing some kind of an agreement between Israel and Hamas? Well, we certainly hope that we're going to be able to bring our hostages home safe and sound back to their families. They've been held for 46 days now, incommunicado, without any access to the Red Cross. We don't know their condition. There are 30 children there who must be absolutely terrified, including, of course, uh, poor little Emily Hand, who will be familiar to your listeners. She's nine years old. She's been a Hamas hostage for 46 days. Uh, But you'll appreciate these are sensitive negotiations and human lives hang in the balance. And I think uh, the less I say on live radio, the better. And and let's all hope for good news. Okay. Uh, To be honest, that is the most uh, hopeful I I have heard any Israeli spokesperson be on a a truce, as it were, with Hamas. The things that we are hearing, Ilan, we are hearing a ceasefire for five days. We are hearing aid being allowed into Gaza. We're hearing a swap of hostages by Hamas for those incarcerated within Israeli prisons who are Palestinian. Do you believe, first of all, that this that this is likely to happen? But also, do you believe that, that what we're going to see is a swap mainly of women and children from both sides? As I said, I can't get into the details of, of what may or may not be being negotiated, but we're doing everything we can to get those hostages home, uh, those children, those women, those men as well, who've been held by Hamas for 46 days now in inhumane conditions. Our strategy has been to continue to put pressure on Hamas. You know, this is a, a genocidal terror group that on October 7th burned butchered, mutilated, tortured, and raped their way through these people's communities. We know these are very dangerous people. We're terrified for the fate of the hostages and we're doing everything we can to bring them home uh, in tandem with our efforts to destroy Hamas. You will find no one here who is going to defend Hamas, but but genocide genocide is something that Israel is being accused of in Gaza as well. Is it... No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I should should explain. On October 7th, Hamas committed an act of genocide. Hamas systematically exterminated entire villages. They went hunting to kill as many people as possible, Ilan, as sadistically as possible. It was an abhorrent and brutal attack. 1,200 people dead. I, I fully agree with you, but there are 11,000 Palestinians dead as well, and, and, and we can't ignore that fact either. I, I suppose what, I, what I'm asking you this morning is, is what, what, what is being suggested is, is that Israel will have to do two things. One is it will have to stop its ground offensive within Gaza for a period of time five days potentially and limit its its air bombardment of Gaza. Is Israel willing to do this as part of that, do you believe? I'm going to say for a third time, the less I say about the details of the negotiations, the better. We hope to bring our hostages home. We hope to destroy Hamas in response to that horrific massacre, which they're promising to repeat. Okay. Um, if a, a temporary ceasefire, if a, a, a temporary truce were to occur and were to hold, would that be potentially something that could be, I suppose, worked from to see a a beginning of the end of of what is happening currently in Gaza between Hamas and Israel? Well, we would certainly like to see this war end, but we want to see it end in a way that makes sure that Hamas can never attack our people again. This war cannot end with our hostages still in Gaza and Hamas still in power. 
Because as long as they're holding our hostages and as long as Hamas is promising to perpetrate more October 7th massacres, any end to the fighting that leaves Hamas in power is simply a guarantee that we're going to find ourselves in another cycle of violence again and that it will be worse next time. Because Hamas will feel emboldened knowing that people are telling Israel it has no right to defend itself. So the October 7th massacre was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was the deadliest terror attack in world history after 9-11. And this war will end with the total destruction of Hamas. It's unfortunately the only way this can end. Among the Israeli people, um, do you believe that there will be support for for a ceasefire, for a, a truce, even a temporary truce at the moment? There has been huge numbers of protests about the hostages, about getting the hostages home. And there has been a lot of criticism of the Netanyahu government, who you're a spokesperson for, around how this has been handled. You know, Israeli society spent the last year, uh, we spent the last year at each other's throats arguing about domestic political issues. And on October 7th, everyone dropped everything and mobilized to support this effort to bring our hostages home and to win this war against Hamas. You know, even the most left-wing people from the peace movement in Israel understand that there can be no peace as long as Hamas stalks the earth, as long as Hamas is promising to massacre more people, and as long as Hamas holds our hostages. So we're seeing really an incredible moment of unity in Israeli society as people understand. Unfortunately, maybe finishing off Hamas is something we should have done a long time ago. We didn't. It's something we've got to do now, and Israeli society is united with a very strong sense of justice and moral purpose right now. Elon, thank you very much for speaking to us. That is Elon Levy, Israeli government spokesperson. And we move and stay with Gaza, but we move to Hadil Kazaz, Oxfam Mina, regional gender advisor based in Ramallah. Uh, Hadil, good morning to the current um, humanitarian crisis within Gaza. Can you bring us up to speed with how people are coping? Yes, good morning. Uh, I think uh, uh, what you mentioned about the 1100, 1100 uh, 11,000 casualties uh, is really much higher as we hear. At least uh, 13,300 are accounted for. There are so many others who are missing, up to 6,500. Uh, out of them, there are 4,400 4, children who are missing. Uh, the situation is really, really very uh, bad and very dire, and it is catastrophic by all means. In the last two days, there was a winter uh, uh, conditions, situations in the Gaza Strip, lots of rain, uh, which added to the misery of the 1.5 million people who are uh, displaced from their homes. Uh, The FAO actually uh, estimates that 80% of the Gaza population now are displaced. Which means that they don't have shelter, they don't have food, they don't have water, uh, they don't have medicine. And Hadil, we're hearing that weather conditions within Gaza are deteriorating. We're moving into into the winter and it's colder and it's windy and and that as a consequence, many of the centres where people are sheltering have been containing women and children. The men have been outside in tents, etc. But now the men are moving indoors too because of the the, the bad weather and, and the overcrowding is an issue. Are you hearing similar things? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so uh, people who stayed in the streets during the summer days, uh, including young men and uh, and boys, uh, they cannot stay there anymore. It's very cold. They don't have uh, warm clothes because they left their homes uh, carrying nothing. But the little they had were mainly summer clothes. They didn't have any heavy blankets or any covers. The tents themselves, which they were handed, are not waterproof. Okay. And this is, again, another situation that uh, led, led to 
spread of viruses. We hear about a virus that is similar to COVID. Uh, it has similar symptoms, very severe okay. conditions. So, so I presume, Hadil, you would welcome very much a, a truce or a ceasefire to allow a, a humanitarian aid to enter Gaza, because that would be part of this, obviously. Absolutely, we would welcome any uh, ceasefire and we would welcome any uh, continuous humanitarian aid flow because uh, having a few trucks uh, here and there, uh, which didn't mount even to three or four, four days of equivalent of aid to the Gaza people, we need continuous uh, flow of aid. Uh, and also we, we need a safe uh, situation where our uh, teams and our partners yeah. can operate because at the moment they cannot operate. Thank you very much for speaking to us from the West Bank. That is Hadil Kaziz there uh, from Oxfam. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.